Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. It's actually my third cup of coffee, and after some interval, I've had kind of a morning. Uh, I already recorded one podcast as I was driving into Ryder Coffee. We'll go through the passageway of doom here. And I lost my train of thought, so I went back to listen. Oh, sorry, speaking of trains of thought, I should say that today is Thursday, September 10th. You probably know that, right? Because you see it on the title of the podcast. But I should say. Uh, so anyway, I was going in for writer's coffee, was talking, recorded this podcast, lost my train of thought, thought, oh, well, I better go back and listen. And we have quite a few little Choya Burr bombs here. I'm out in the Great Barber now. Uh, see if I could pick up my train of thought. And boy, it really does get disrupted uh, when I turn onto the interstate, doesn't it? I should probably see if I can, um, if it's better on the two lane, go in the back way, which is a little slower. And I'm always running late, of course. But um, I think I'm just not going to try to record it on the way into Ryder Coffee anymore because. Uh, you know, hey, that's that's not living up to the Jeffy promise of uber quality. <laughs> Whatever promise that may be. So, then I got there, got to Iconic Coffee House, Writer Coffee. I didn't. I got there at 9. You know, it ostensibly starts at 8. Ouch. I have to be careful how I pick these things up. Um... And I thought I was going to be there earlier than that, but I was doing a an interview that I wanted to finish this morning, get that out of the way before I left. It took a little bit longer than I expected. And um, so I got there at 9, and nobody was there. So I don't know if nobody came today or if they'd already left, or maybe one other person came and saw that nobody else was there and they left. But them's the breaks, right? So that was when I was listening to the podcast. I thought, oh, well, I'll see if I can add, finish off that train of thought. And that was when I realized that the quality really just isn't good. And I was thinking about this some. Ah, I have spines in my fingers. Because I do have this call next week with the Frolics and folks at Frolic on this uh, podcast, Romance Podcast themed podcast network and while I get to keep my content all exactly the same I am feeling like I need to pay attention to things like production values I'm very interested to hear what they have to say I suspect that I will like what they have to say from what I've heard um, from other podcaster friends like me like my theme who have been invited to participate. I guess I'm also not entirely certain how much of this is that it's an actual invitation or if um, they're still feeling me out. But I think with some adjustment to the terms that I probably will want to do it. But, you know, there's always this thing when you're working with somebody else that you feel a certain, um, I don't know if pressure is the word I want, but it will do for the moment a certain pressure to <clears throat> maintain your standards. 
and I guess I am. I think that it will probably be good for me to do this if they invite me. Uh, I'm not certain. I guess a part of me thinks that once they actually listen to the podcast, that they may not <laughs> want me after all. For a few reasons. Um, one is that this is obviously a very casual podcast with not um, a lot of interviews, sporadic interviews. But it's also, um, I don't know. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. You know, to- topic drift are us. You know, there's also lots of things about, you know, like pack rats and choya burrs and cat wrangling. <coughs> and sneezing. See, I think there are people out there who would edit that out. <laughs> but you guys are not so lucky. Also, I think um, I think it's debatable whether my podcast is really romance-themed. Since, you know, I do write romance, but I also write fantasy. I write crossover. And as I often joke, I feel like a bit of an exoplanet in both it's one of the things about writing cross genres. You're always sort of in between worlds. So I just kind of wonder if uh, my podcast will be right for them. And I don't think that that is imposter syndrome talking. Uh, I do think imposter syndrome is a real thing, particularly for women. Um, we tend to think that what we're doing is probably not good enough, or we have a tendency to go that direction, think that what we're doing isn't, you know, special or remarkable enough to merit attention. That's one thing. That's imposter syndrome. However, I think that there's a difference between imposter syndrome and recognizing when you either don't have the expertise to do a thing or when your thing is not quite right for that market or brand. I think it's very important to recognize our own limitations. If only so, we can overcome our limitations. And overcoming our limitations doesn't mean saying, oh, I'm not. That's just imposter syndrome, and obviously I can do this thing. Sometimes overcoming one's limitations means having to work at a thing, having to change and grow. And I think that's really important because I see some writers. There's a couple of people I know who are, we need a better word for this. I want to say aspiring writers, newbie writers, struggling writers, people who are in the early stages of their career, no matter, no matter what their age or experience, but people who have, you know, like maybe a few books out. Um, usually these are books that they've self-published because they did not get through the gatekeepers, agents and editors. Most people at least try that, and then if they don't succeed immediately, we'll go on to self-publishing. Some people 
take spend a lot of time doing that and decide finally that they're not going to fit the market. There's a lot of reasons why people don't end up with trad. Um, every once in a while, there are people who uh, don't ever try for trad at all for various reasons and simply go straight to self-publishing. But these are people who are trying to establish themselves in a writing career that I'm thinking of. And they will refer to themselves as having imposter syndrome. You know, say, oh, well, I feel like, you know, my books aren't good enough. They aren't in this thing. But I know that's imposter syndrome. Well, sometimes it's because your stuff isn't good enough. And I know that that's not fashionable to say, especially in an era where, you know, we want to celebrate everyone's efforts. And we certainly, I celebrate the effort. But making the effort and having your creation be at a particular level are two totally different things. And if we can't recognize that about our own work, um, either from the feedback that we get or being able to step back and take an objective look at it, then, then we really do limit ourselves. That's a, a way of of um, really hamstringing ourselves because the only way to really grow and improve is to is to be able to take that assessment and say, okay, have I done this thing as well as it could be? Or if somebody says, well, um, you know, I'm not including your book, your story in this anthology because it didn't work with the others, you know, it could be that it's not on topic, or it could be that they thought it wasn't good enough. So when I say that I don't know if my podcasts will be included in this network, though I believe that I will take the opportunity should they offer it, I'm really not, I feel like, anyway, I feel like I am not um, selling myself short. I think I'm recognizing that this podcast is a little different than others, that it is deliberately less formal, less polished. Uh, Part of that's, um, a lot of it is a personal choice. I would say almost all of it is a personal choice. I could invest the time and effort into making this a very polished production, and i that's not why I'm doing it. Um, And I also can recognize that what I'm doing is a little bit sideways of their stated brand. Of course, pretty much everything I do is sideways <laughs> of the stated brand. Um, I, I live a cross-genre life, and I am more or less resigned to that. I recognize the ways in which that both limits me and gives me opportunities. And so that's not imposter syndrome. So I guess I'm a little bit knee-jerk about that when... I'm seeing people use imposter syndrome a lot when I kind of want to say to them, you know, actually, when you say that, when you recognize that your books aren't selling well, and then you say, oh, but I know I'm just feeling imposter syndrome. It's like, no, actually, part of you is recognizing that you need to, you need to up your game. You've, you've got to improve your chops. And, and that's critical. And I know it's, it's one of the most difficult things to learn as a creator 
how to assess your own work. And it's one reason why, as writers, we use editors, because they provide those objective outside eyes. But the first line of defense is always your own sense of, um, I want to say style, your own sense of what it is you are trying to make and did you come close? You know, we, we make this joke, and I've used the meme before, you know, of sort of the, how the book looks in our head, which is this incredibly complex, if we go visual, it's like this incredibly complex watercolor with shadings and images blending one into the next. And the final book ends up looking like the stick figure, stick figure version of that. And there's a lot of truth to that because... I think whatever we create, the reality never quite matches the internal vision. And I think that's okay. I think you have to like get as close to that perfection as possible and then let it go. But that's also different than just doing the thing, recognizing that it's nowhere close to your vision and saying, oh, well... If I think it's not good enough, it's just imposter syndrome. See the difference of what I'm saying? I know that this is probably not a popular opinion. But we really have to get good at holding our own feet to the fire. Because very often other people won't. Especially people who love us. Or people who are associated with us. If you don't have someone in your life who is willing to say, really, this just isn't all that good, um then that can be a problem. I know a lot of people who have, you know, like their spouse read their stuff or their mother or a sibling, and they say, oh, well, they're always honest with me. Well, it's very difficult for the people who really love you to give you an honest opinion uh, for two reasons. Either they love you so much that they don't want to hurt your feelings or you have history of spitefulness and problems where, you know, like with a sibling, they might actually enjoy crushing your feelings a little bit. Uh, we all have, you know, know that that happens, right? So you have to find those people who will give you their their honest opinion, and you have to be willing to take it. You have to be willing to look at it and say, "Oh, okay." When they say that this isn't working, then I have to figure out why it's not working. Or, as in my case with the podcast, if somebody says, "Well, Jeffy, you know, your production values really aren't." up there with some of these other podcasts, I could say, oh, yeah, true. <laughs> and I know what it would take to get it there, and here's my levels of willingness to do that. With my own work, for instance, I am in the middle of you know doing this final read and polish of The Fiery Crown, and there are still these several chapters at the beginning that I'm not sure they work. I'm worried that they don't work. But I'm also at the point where I have revised them so many times. Um, I've added in things that my editor asked me to clarify. And I feel like it's almost like I've, you know, like when you, you like you're painting a wall and you've missed a spot. So you go back and add in the paint, but then the edges show. So you add more paint, but then that just makes it worse and the edges show and the edges show. 
And at this point, all I can see is the edges. All I can see is all the places where I tried to fix it. And I think it's almost impossible for me to see if anybody else would see this as a nicely painted wall. So I'm just going to have to stop. <laughs> Maybe, um, and, the, and I'm going to ask my editor, Jenny Conway at St. Martin's, who's lovely and very insightful. I'm going to ask her to take a hard look and see if there are places that those could be cleaned up to extend the analogy where I can sand some of those edges down. Um, but you know, it, it's difficult. It, it's, it's not easy to do. And yet in order to, to be true to the things that we are creating, we have to do it. Um, I think recognizing imposter syndrome and knowing the ways in which it holds us back and yet also not using it as an excuse not to do better is the key. Yeah, I think that's exactly what I'm getting at. That it's, it's not necessarily anything wrong with recognizing that you may be experiencing imposter syndrome, but don't use it. Don't use it as a crutch to, to not make it better. If you feel like, if you're invited to be on a panel, that you feel like you're not as, um, don't have as much to say on the topic as the other people, well, then study. You know, go read up on it. Prepare. Prepare for the panel. Get yourself there. Um, if you feel like, you know, your books aren't selling, you know, maybe it's not just the marketing. I, that's what I say all the time is people are like, oh, I think I need to change the cover. I think I need to change the title. I think I, you know, I need to look at ads and I need to figure out better ways to promote it. It's like, no, maybe what you need to do is you need to write another book. You need to write another book and do your best to make it better. Uh, you know, the, that striving is part of why we do the art. It's, it's not just to do a thing and put it out there, but to always try to level up, to make it something beyond what we could do before. That's, what, that's why being creative is interesting. So that's where I'm at with things. Um, if I didn't make it clear, I decided to re-record this podcast because I was not happy with the quality of the first one. I'm not going to record while driving anymore unless I'm not in the Jag. I could see if another car makes a difference. And it's only for a certain part of the interstate. I don't know if it's just rough there or what. But, yeah, that's, that's no good. That's no good. I'm not going to do it to you guys. I'm surprised you haven't complained. You're all, you're all like the people who love me, right? And you're just not going to hurt my feelings by saying, you know, Jeffy, that actually kind of sucks. <laughs> uh, you all are lovely. Um, yeah. So, so I'm, I'm about 60% through Fiery Crown. See how far I get on it today. I have been picking up speed now that I'm no longer torturously going over those few scenes. Um, <laughs> they still bug me. I still want to go back over them. But, you know, at this point, I'm just like sanding and repainting, and I think I'm getting nowhere. So that's another thing is recognizing when you just have to let it go and move on with your life. And then, uh, yeah, 
we're going out on submission with the new shiny. I talked about this in the first podcast, and I should make a note to talk about this tomorrow, because today I talked a lot more completely about imposter syndrome and my thoughts about that. And so I'm going to make a note to talk tomorrow about what it feels like having release date coming up and having um, going out on submission at the same time. Some things that have to do with uh, the metaphysical aspects of creativity. And I, speaking of which, I think I'm going to stop listening to Big Magic. Um, I know some of you loved it. I was listening to more of it, when was it, yesterday? Yesterday in the car? Oh, yeah, as I was going into town for a manicure, I was listening to it. And I feel like she's just not talking to me. Um, you know, she talks so much about fear holding you back. And I could see how that would be very helpful for some people, but... Um, it's just not, uh, I don't know, a lot of the things she talks about overcoming are not the things that I'm thinking about. So tomorrow I will talk about my own thoughts on the metaphysics of creativity. I'm sure you all cannot wait. <laughs> so I will talk to you then. I hope you have a lovely Thursday um, or whatever day you are happening to listen to this. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.